1: It's Reception, Reception, the show. now. James Cole and Matt Harmon.
0: Cooper Cup, seven targets, two grabs, 48 yards. Now, I know that they're going to their bye week and some of the narrative will be, well, Brett Rippin just, he stinks. And so I'm not that worried about it. Okay, now that being said, bro, Cooper Cup, third straight game with fewer than 50 yards receiving third straight this is not just a one game blip these are two games now with matt stafford and one game here with brett Rippin. real or mirage the struggles of cooper cup well, i would say like one and a half
1: with each right uh because Rippin played a, a good True. bit in that cowboys game but um still got 10 targets in that game fewer than 30 yards i get it um <clears throat> i think the cooper cup we could certainly be in the decline phase of Cooper cups career. I think that's perfectly plausible, right? He's a guy that came into the year with an injury. Um, I think he's looked maybe not at his peak so far this year, but still a lot of really good signs. And I think Cooper cup probably had all health permitted, right? Like if he can just stay on the field, I think he does have Mm -hmm. the type of game that would age really well. Um, So I think like Cooper cup will be in our lives for a long time, but if we get to the season and, you know, remember in the offseason, we talked about there's a group of seven in terms of the elite receivers in this league. It was Steph Diggs. It was Tyree Kill. It was Jamar Chase. It was Justin Jefferson. It was Devontae Adams. Um, it was A.J. Brown. Uh, and then it was Cooper Cup. He was kind of that seventh guy. If we get to the point where, all right, I'm ready to replace Cooper Cup with a C.D. Lamb. Like, but if, I think we could be at that. That time of Cooper Cup's career, mm-hmm. he came in the league in 2017, but he was an older player. Again, he started to deal with a lot of lower body injuries. I think that's perfectly possible. I mean, the reality is just like these guys are not going to be productive with Brett Rippen under center. <laughs> like as long as that, as uh-huh. long as that happens, and this team is so, I don't know, man. I what do you, how do you feel about the Rams right now? Because we came into the year thinking like, all right, this offense probably not going to be very good it's cooper cup he's banged up it's matthew stafford but how long is he, like how long can he stay healthy right um and then puka nakua i think his breakout really sort of like changed the complexion of how we viewed the rams but if you looked at like even stafford's efficiency metrics or like the offense's efficiency metrics overall he was doing really good stuff and was playing really good football but he still never got better than like 15th 16th and adjusted uh net yards per attempt they're three and six, like Stafford maybe comes back after the buy, probably comes back after the buy, but like, right. what's the future of the Rams? I guess I'm, I, despite the early season positivity, I still find myself asking that question.
0: I do think that they've played really beyond their overall talent level. You know, I, I know the defense has Aaron Donald on that front line, but I think everyone was concerned about the secondary play, uh, for the Rams and man, they have absolutely surprised, uh, and played much better than I think the sum of their parts. Right. So that's been uh, a pleasant surprise for them. And I think they've been coached up, uh, quite extensively, um, on the defensive side of the football that's kept them in a lot of football games, dude, because honestly, I don't think that the offense is very good. Um, again, what is, we talk about identity, the identity of this team is absolutely to pass the football, but as you mentioned, Matt Stafford, I don't think has played high level football. I think he's played in a down year of quarterbacking. He has absolutely played above the league average. There's no question. Um, but at the same time, I think the, those moments where he's just, you know, on fire slinging it, I think we see that in spurts and I, Mm -hmm. I cannot remember a single game where Matt Stafford played an entire game of just high level football, and I think we got that, and we were spoiled by that. We were used to seeing that uh, early in his tenure with Sean McVay. You know what I'm saying? So um, I don't know, man. Like it, it's a it's a weird team right now because the Rams, as we know them, they never really tank they're always looking to kind of you know one up themselves right so but where are they right now because they've got an older quarterback they've got a superstar wide receiver who again as you mentioned is probably getting a little longer in the tooth probably not as effective as he was uh so i think the offense has a lot of question marks they don't have a running back of note at all right. and their offensive line is still a little bit of a rebuild right so i'm i'm confused i don't know what their identity is they want to pass the ball i just don't think they're that great at it Yeah, I I think that's
1: totally fair. I mean, just if you look at them in weeks one to seven, just in terms of like offensive efficiency, like passing offensive efficiency metrics, they were 12th in EPA per dropback, but they were 21st in dropback success rate. So that sort of tells you that they could hit these big plays. They could have these really positive moments. And that's all, by the way, while Stafford's not throwing a lot of passing touchdowns because that's right. been a big thing all year long. He hasn't thrown a lot of passing touchdowns. So they're hitting these big plays, these big moments. That's where the EPA gets factored in. But success rate is more of like a down-to-down sort of like a consistency metric. So right. we talked about this a few weeks ago. Like, Why was there this drastic like first-half, second-half split? between Stafford, like in his passing metrics in the first half and the second half, I think that sort of speaks to that as well. And, again, that's just weeks one to seven. That's not like the Brett Rippon effect sort of coming <laughs> in here on this whole thing. So, Right, right. right. And then when you look at like their, their rushing game actually was fourth in success rate and fifth in EPA per rush, and a lot of that is Kyron Williams related. Now Kyron Williams has been out of the mix, so it's like this Daryl Henderson, Royce Freeman nonsense. So it just kind of feels like to me – at times, the Rams were interesting, they were plucky, but now we're still sort of like, gee, I hope Sean McVay is still enjoying the, like, I'm coaching the young guys, right? Because that was a the theme of the offseason was he was really yeah. reinvigorated by coaching all these young players and and really falling back in love with coaching as opposed to just the pursuit of Super Bowls and all this
0: stuff. I hope that's still the case, man, because I do think that's <laughs> how it's going to have to go the rest of the season for- right? Right. Um. By the way, I, I when I say the identity of the team is passing, I think that's true. But can I just say that Sean McVay, uh, the success of his passing game is built on the f- on the effectiveness of his run game, and and him along with Kyle Shanahan have really and, St- and Stefanski too ha- have really just done such a bang up job of drawing up great run schemes. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, uh, yeah their offense is certainly based on on the passing attack, but man the foundation of it is absolutely built on that run game. And I think that's what's been so impressive with Sean McVay. I mean, you throw any running back into a McVay system and they're going to be productive, man. So, uh, and that is certainly what we have seen. I want to stay with this team though. Okay, so Cooper Cup, uh, three straight games with fewer than 50 receiving yards. Now, Puka Nakua has also been pretty up and down with the return of Cooper Cup, right? Seven targets, three grabs, 32 yards. Again, okay, you want to say Brett Rippon? That's fine. I get it. But third game in four weeks, he's been sub 50 yards as well. Um, the struggles of Puka Nakua, are they, are they built in with Cooper cup returning real or mirage?
1: Yeah, no, I I think these guys, when the offense is right, can coexist together. We've seen that at times. I just don't think the offense is right right now. I really do think like losing Kyron Williams, losing a viable starting running back has been a huge problem for this team. Um, the overall offense just falling apart, like we said, has, has been an issue even with Stafford back there. Like there were there were leaks starting to sprout before Stanford got hurt. Like that was pretty clear. So like I said, none of this is really new, but, um, I think that Puka is a really, really, really good player. And it's funny because it's like, (laughs) it's funny because like at the beginning of the season, it was, yo, I'm telling you like, no, he's not a fluke, right? Like, like this, this guy's legit. The, the film matches like the fact that he's producing, you know, but then sometimes I think we see a really young player produce and we like – and then like, you know, I, for example, I would get questioned by like, what's the gap between like Chris Olave and Puka Nakua and Dynasty? I'm like, yeah, still pretty big, man. Like I think Puka's <laughs> shown really good things. I think Chris yeah. Olave, who hasn't played to it this year, has like top 10 wide receiver potential. Like let's dial that back a little bit even though, again, like – the numbers are great with puka the film is really good with puka i'm not super concerned about him as like a fluke or a flash in the pan or anything like that but i do think that this offense is going to continue to sort of i don't know struggle but just not hit the same high as we saw to start yeah. the
0: year. yeah i think that's fair 2400 sports is an odyssey company